east of Omaha. You can listen to the engine moaning out as one old song. You can think about the woman or the girl you knew the night before. Coming at you pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios, kind of remote Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yeah. So how you doing, man? I'm no, bro. Yeah, I'm on remote. I'm in Arkansas. Hello from yeah. Arkansas. <laughs> go Razorbacks. Sue. What do they say? No, go Hogs. That's what they say. Go Hogs. All right, let's get to the beer before this gets any worse. <laughs> yeah. Shall we? So I have in front of me from our good friends down up in Springfield, Missouri, from Mother's Brewing Company. Um, I have their Oktoberfest, Marzen Lager. Whoa, jumping the gun, huh? Just a little bit, just a little bit. I mean, yeah, it's a, just the Oktoberfest, Marzen Lager, crafted for those who like an Oktoberfest, not too sweet. Mother's traditional Marzen is brewed with Munich malts and German spalt hops. Pleasant notes of biscuit give way to clean finish as you drain your stein or boot or lizard. Whenever you pull up later, Hosen, don a dirndl. Is it dirndl or I thought it was drindle? Um, or whatever. We have beer. What is it? Oh, dreidel. Yes, excuse me. <laughs> For all of our Jewish fans out there, uh, we have beer to toast the coming of fall. It says, enjoy by November 17th, 2022. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to have to use my my phone to open it because I don't have a proper bottle opener. Hello. Papa, what do you got? Well, for our uh, current listeners, you know that we uh, are still on the search for the perfect summer beer. Despite your jumping the gun, going to with an October Yeah, I apologize. Sorry. And by summer beer, I meant summer lager. So I have an mm. offering from Bear Republic called. Wait, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the style of beer, and you tell me what Bear Republic should call this style of beer. Style is a Mexican lager. Oh, like a Vienna lager or a German lager. Right, but what's it, what's the beer name? Oh, Orale. Uh, <laughs> that was last week with Chinerbot, <laughs> and a couple oh, years okay. ago with Deskello. Uh, I don't know. I give up. But El Oso. Oh yeah, the bear. So not too much uh, info. This uh, crafted in the spirit of thirst quenching Mexican lagers. This well-balanced amber lager is crisp, with just a suggestion of caramel, a traditional click to learn more. <laughs> you didn't click? Traditionally brewed lager in a house favorite since 1995. Salut. So yeah, oh, it's salut. a California, the hops are, wait, it's California lager. The hops are noble and crystal. The malt is pale barley malt, Vienna malt, crystal malt, flake corn. The ABV is 4.50%, IBU 20, 
their yeast is their house lock. And without any further ado, Kappa. Oh yeah, they still bottle their beers, huh? Most of them. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I noticed too is like a lot of times it'll be the uh, the they're like special release or uh, IPAs that get. But, or don't but they have? The... I mean, I went with cra- I went with craft breweries across the board. Yeah. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. Or like those slushy beers or whatever, even though they they burst all the time. Right. Um. This one's good. This is pretty good. This is my second Oktoberfest I've had of the season. The first one being the Sam Adams Oktoberfest um, in their variety pack. Um, I like their Fest beer better, actually. Their Fest beer. Uh, the Sam Adams Fest beer better than the Oktoberfest. But this one's good. It does have uh, the biscuity taste. And it kind of leaves like a little, I don't know, like a little aftertaste in, in my mouth, the, the biscuity taste. So... I don't know if that's good or bad yet, but um, it is. So I like it, but not not. It's probably not my favorite Oktoberfest. It's still good though. Twenty-two IBUs. Um, I say five point five percent alcohol by volume. Uh, I think. Damn, very nice. So how's your beer? Okay, this is weird because I'm gonna go out on a limb and say they kind of missed the mark on this. For a Mexican lager, however, mm. it is a great beer. This tastes like just a traditional German beer, like a, a, a Vienna lager from guess where? From Mexico. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> chicken. Yeah. No, um, I, I know it said what, what did I say. It had a uh, some cornflakes in it or something like that. I don't think. Yeah. That. No. Okay. You I just taste, taste the corniness. Yeah, it's like corn. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get that. At least right now. I mean, my beer's not freezing, freezing cold. It, it actually, uh, pulled back the curtains here a little bit. To, it took us a, a minute or two to get started, so it did, it did get a chance to open up or warm up a little bit. However, I'm drinking a good beer. It just, if if this was a blind taste test, uh, um, a Mexican style lager, it's not going to be my guess. Gotcha. All right, so we but will. I like it. Re- I like it. That's good. I like that. Um, what was that movie? Was like what that. that from? But I, oh, that was. Uh, I think it was a uh, Karate Kid. Karate Kid Three, right? No, no, it's it the first one. You're a pushy little bastard. But I. Oh. Like I like uh, all right, we will rate these beers later during our untapped portion of the show. Just search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us, and we'll friend I, you back. I thought it was uh, free when uh, when that guy, John Kreese, told uh, Terry Silver to make his knuckles. Oh, <laughs> Bad Bart? Yes. <laughs> I hear he's coming back for the next uh, season of Cobra Kai. That's not a spoiler, it was in the trailer. Why would you Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see here. Oh, yeah. It's now time for the beer news. Uh, so, Allagash coming out with their first IPA available year round. Allagash, uh, they're 
most notably known for their their white, right? Which is a Belgian oh, yeah, style wheat beer. Yeah, I, was saying, I think you're saying they're known they're known for their uh, Belgian style beers. Yes. However, yeah, the the Allagash White is probably their their uh, flagship by far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the article calls it their mainstay. Uh, anyway, they announced a new beer, the brand's their first year-round. <laughs> their main, yes, their main squeeze. Uh, their first year-round IPA is going to be called Hop Reach, and will be available at retailers starting January 2023. So, still a few months out. The bold, full-bodied IPA sits at 6.8% ABV, according to an emailed press release. The brand describes the beer as highly balanced, offering a blend of citrus and tropical fruit alongside the IPA style's unique bitterness. Uh, see, the previously the brand released several <laughs> seasonal IPAs. Yeah, what? I want a company to say the brand describes their beers. That's that shit right there, man. <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Hopreach was developed over the course of seven months, utilizing the company-wide pilot system to crowdsource ideas as well as employee tastings to refine its profile. Over 400 employer reviews factored into the final product offering. The beer will be available in a four-pack of 12-ounce cans, a six-pack of 12-ounce cans, and a 12-pack of 12-ounce cans. Similar to the brand's other products, it will be found in 18 states and two cities across the East Coast, Midwest, and California. So there you go. You should be able to get it uh, in 2023. It'll be found only in Portland. <laughs> yeah. So uh, get your plane tickets to Maine. No, or or uh, Oregon. Oh, okay. Both both Portlands, across the coast. All right, next headline. Japan's Asahi considering full-scale push into North America beer market. Uh, Japan beverage giant Asahi Group Holdings Limited is considering full-scale entry into the North American market, its chief executive said on Tuesday. Thursday, excuse me. Japan's largest beer market is considering the push after pausing major acquisitions in the past couple years to pay down debts acquired in buying sprees in Europe and Australia, said Atsushi Katsuki, who stepped into the leadership role last year. Company's brands include flagship... What? Who said that? <laughs> uh, just uh, hit the rewind button real quick. Um, the company's brand include flagship Asahi Super Dry and a number of European labels, including Peroni, Nastro, Azuro, Pilsner, Urkel, and Grolsch. Hey, they forgot the little umlaut over the O. Uh, North America yeah. is the best, but yeah, no kidding. Uh, North America is the best and largest market, said Katsuki, who previously served as chief financial officer and ran Asahi's operations in Australia. So they want to do. I don't know exactly what that means. Um, they are gonna. They are set to raise prices for the first time in 14 years on its flagship super dry beer and dozens of other products on October 1st. The move comes amid surging consumer prices in Japan after decades of deflation, accelerated by the yen's drop to a 24-year-old low. Soaring energy costs and logistical log jams caused by the crisis in the Ukraine. 
Asahi and his competitors are contending with the gradual decline in beer consumption due to Japan's dwindling and rapidly aging population. Try to turn that around. The company in February unveiled its first full renewal of its super dry beer since brand's debut in 1987. I just saw a headline. I didn't click on the the story, but uh, the Japanese, uh, I don't know, economy or government or I don't know who's pushing it, but they're trying to get um, the younger Japanese citizens to drink more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, and then um, one last thing. What did I see? There is a website called Tipsy Scoop, and they sell ice cream that has um, alcohol in it. So you have to be over 21. But they paired up with Miller High Life to create the Tipsy Scoop Dive Bar. Now it looks like a Dove Bar, a little bit smaller. But it says to have 5% alcohol because it's infused with high life. Is it? it? Yeah, it's premium ice cream infused with high life, delicious peanut butter, peanut swirl, not peanut butter, but peanut swirl bringing the saltiness of the quintessential dive bar snack. A hint of tobacco smoke flavor reminiscent of that unforgettable dive bar scent. Gooey caramel swirl to incorporate the distinct sticky dive bar floor feeling. <laughs> Only the real ones know. A fun sprinkle of carbonated candy to provide the iconic champagne of beer's effervescence in every bite. All dipped in dark chocolate to invoke the dark wood and dim lighting ambiance at all that all good dives share. Now, according to this website, um, you can either you could buy. One Miller High Life and one Dive Bar for six bucks, but it's only pickup and delivery in New York only. Or you could buy the Miller High Life and Tipsy Scoop Dive Bar six pack, which is actually available for shipping, and that's $36. So for that one, you get six Dive Bars. And right now, uh, after 10 reviews, it has five stars. Five out of five stars. So what do you think? Think you want to try it? No. <laughs> okay. Hey, that's very simple. Very uh, succinct. And let's see here. So I thought that was kind of fun, though. Um, yeah, you know, it's winding down. Uh, the summer's winding down, so maybe maybe they should have released it like in the springtime. Um, according to Good Beer Hunting on their Instagram post, uh, McKellar says it will close its sole U.S. brewery, McKellar SD. Affecting an estimated 25 workers, the closure caps a rocky seven years in the U.S. for a company known for global expansion. McKellar has been candid about recent business struggles. Earlier this month, the company said it would pause expansion to look at the whole business and ensure that is is sustainable. How the San Diego closure fits in, um, that's how they ended it. So, yeah, so uh, we were talking about that a while back with... Uh, some of the rat magnet revelations and they were kind of in the crosshairs of some of the people who wrote about it including um instagrammer is beer a carb I, th- I believe her name is megan and how she was uh one of the brewers said he was gonna fuck her straight or something like that wow so yeah <laughs> exactly I'm, I'm i might be paraphrasing but it's pretty much what he was uh trying to suggest to her so um, yeah, the Rocky. What? I'm sorry, real quick, and not to dive too, too deep in this. Did he like yeah. type that on social media, or did he say that's what the threat was said to her? 
Yeah, it was it was or it was an oral threat. Oh, okay. Regardless, that's still terrible. But geez, I mean, how yeah. how um, <laughs> the levels of wrong and, and and you know hateful is it, beyond me. Yeah. So I mean, besides that, there was also other allegations brought upon them by other um, female employees, and so I think Rocky is is probably like the most uh, politically correct way to saying it because it was it was what from what i gather it was pretty bad over there but anyway so they're gonna cease u.s production doesn't mean they're not gonna sell anymore in the u.s it just means they're not gonna produce anymore in the u.s so that was uh so that story is still developing because that's brand new i just saw it today come across my instagram feed so i couldn't find any stories yet all right um that is it for the beer news so you know, you know what that means. It's time for everyone's favorite segment on Cold Brew Podcast because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the Cold Brew List. As we As proceed, we proceed oh. to give you what to you need. So let me ask you this: What global entertainment this start? The global entertainment just started. How many? Um, that House of Thrones or House of Games or what's it called? It is uh, House of Pendragon. <laughs> House <laughs> of Dragon. That's it. So House of the Dragon. Yeah, someone on social media pointed out is that spells hot D. Clearly didn't uh, think of the uh, the acronym that social media was going to use for it. So, House of, House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel, that been, they they they, they uh, were expressed with it. It's like 172 years before uh, Queen was born. And right. uh, in honor of that, I'm just going to give you a list of the Targaryen kings up until right now. All the Targaryen kings of the right now? No, well, in the show. It's, okay. Sorry. Gotcha. So, there was the first king, which was uh, Aegon the Conqueror. Aegon mm-hmm. Targaryen first. Dead for 36 years. In Westeros. Right. And there was any. Okay. Was for five years. Just five and years? After him, yeah, just five years. And after him came Magar Targaryen. Yeah, Magar Targaryen. Magar? No, Magar. No, yeah. Magar the Cruel. That he was brought up in the first episode. Oh. Hmm. That then, but you cut up how many? How many years you cut up? Six. Oh, six. Okay, six is good. Six. <laughs> um, moving on to Jaehaerys Targaryen the first. He's known as Jaehaerys. The, the old king, 
or the white or the, the conciliator. He mm -hmm. lived for 55 years. Wow. And that leads us to King we have now, Darius Targaryen. No, mm -hmm. no nickname, right? Yeah, so basically it is still the Game of Thrones, but this is all going to be basically in Turkey in Targaryen. Right. And, and, and that's the only reason thing. I didn't... Yeah. Well, you know, I, I just read the list of kings. I should have I should have read how they're they're related to because it's not it's not all father and son. Oh, some of them are uncles or cousins. Our, yeah. Or even hmm. brothers. Their brother. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. I wasn't too impressed. Really? I, I think it set yeah. up a lot of stuff, but yeah i, I think it, it did set up a lot of stuff but i don't I, I was just like eh, it's okay i didn't really i didn't really um care for any of the characters i really not even daron yeah which one was daron the, the long-haired guy daron oh. Targaryen, <laughs> the king's brother yeah now nah, he was already, he he did the jousting right yeah yeah, that was that, I, I like that scene. That was cool, the jousting scene. I like that. I didn't know who oh, who yeah. he was until after uh, he started losing. Yeah, then though too, it's like uh, you know, I thought it was games for fun, and they, some of the guys got killed, like axes to the head. Yeah. It's like, dude, relax. <laughs> like the Coliseum over here. Then um, the guy who got his balls cut off was pretty good. Oh fuck! Oh, and then the childbirth scene—that that was just brutal. Yeah. I guess they didn't have C-sections back then, huh? No, I mean that's what I thought they were describing, but I guess their uh, their uh, skillfulness with it wasn't uh, developed. Yeah, yeah, that's actually what they did. They just couldn't—they didn't have the um, the knowledge or the experience to keep the mom alive after they did it. Um and what else? Uh yeah, I just I I why did they they, they have uh what's his name lose? Did they say? Didn't didn't the 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 blonde haired guy, the what's his name, Daron or whatever his name is? Yeah, Damon. Yeah. Didn't he he lose the jousting match and the guy spared his life? Yeah, well, yeah, because that's it all. That's the whole other thing. I mean, if a knight killed the prince during a a tournament joust, that he would have he would have been killed. I know, but it seemed like he lost some little little face right there. I don't know about that because he got he got the attention of the of the queen though, or the princess. No, oh, that's true. Yeah, you got to think everything still goes in Targaryen favor, no matter what. So, mm -hmm. win, I thought. Uh, I, I just I, I don't know what I was expecting. I guess maybe because the Game of Thrones, I kind of gravitated towards a couple characters almost immediately, and this one I was scrambling for a character to 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 gravitate towards, and I haven't found it yet, him or her yet. You're probably gonna hate everyone, and they're probably all gonna disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> they're all gonna die. The ones I like are gonna die. Yeah. Maybe that's right. why I don't want to attach myself to anyone because I know they're gonna die. 
<laughs> so start from uh, so start from Red Wedding. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> that was gut wrenching, man. <laughs> oh man. You know what though? Uh, speaking of, of prequels, I've been reading. Uh, Heat Two came out. The the book, not the movie, but uh, oh, okay. most of it is like prequel. It starts like the day after the robbery, the the heist, and uh, Shaharis, I think Shaharis. That's a uh, what's his name's character. I can't even think of the the actor, the guy who can't talk no more. Iceman, Val Kilmer. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, his character is the only one who lives, and so they kind of we follow him a little bit, but then it, it like. It goes back to like 1985 and then 1988 and it talks about Chicago and it talks about Neil McCauley and Michael Cerrito and Christian Harris and they're in Chicago pulling off jobs and so is Hannah. Santa, Hannah's in Chicago but they haven't met yet. Hannah's like busting like uh, other crews. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's like 400 pages long. I think I'm like 100 something pages pages into it so i don't know if hannah and macaulay cross uh cross paths in this book but they're definitely in the same city at the same time um but there's supposed to be uh something coming out i don't know if it's going to be like prestige tv show like a uh, house of dragon house of the dragons or if, um it's supposed to be a, another movie but he too something with he too is going to come out and story's pretty good see the action is pretty good a lot of gunplay in it already Good old Michael Mann wrote it too. So, okay. Um, how how's your beer treating you? Good. Damn. Yeah, mine's almost gone too. Um, so we're gonna rate our beers right now on Untapped. So just search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us, and we'll friend you back. So you had, by oh you had El Oso. I remember. El S O S. No, El Oso. There it is by Bear Republic. What would you like to rate this beer at? Uh, I don't think we're at 375. All right. Not bad. What are your notes? Give it. Bulky. Uh-huh. Rip. Rich. Vienna E. And uh, <laughs> all right. Let's check in. Uh, right now, this beer has an overall rating of three point three nine. So you give it a little bump. And none of our friends have checked in on it. Now this one's Mother's Oktoberfest. I like it. Um, actually, I think I might like it better, just a slight better than Sam Adams Oktoberfest. But I still like Sam Adams Fest beer even better. Um, I'm gonna give this one. Uh, I give this one a 3.5. Uh, why, why did I type in 3.5? I have to write type in Mother's Oktoberfest. There it is. Oh look, at overall rating of 3.57, and two of our friends have checked in on it. Hmm. Let's see who the two friends are real quick. Jake Johnson gave it a 3.5. And Mike Patterson gave it a 3.25. 
So I'm checking in at 3.5. And let's see here. It is it is malty. It is um it's not crisp though, because it has that that aftertaste. I'm not really going for. Um, but it is uh hmm. It is refreshing. And it's smooth. There you go, smooth. And smooth doggy dog. Alright. Ooh, look at our badges. Independent, middle of the road, hop down. Middle of the road. Oh, it's a ABV greater than five but less than ten. Um, we kinda <laughs> we kinda already talked about uh House of the Dragon. How many episodes is it supposed to be this year? Ten. Ten? Okay. Are they all around like an hour each? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess uh, depending on when we record during the during the next weekend for the next episode, uh, we'll have to wait and see if we can get that one in or not. But uh, definitely by the following week, we'll we'll start um, cranking them out and uh, a little bit more in depth. Uh, we didn't really, um, I didn't have time to prepare. Just been on the the go and back in Arkansas for another week of fun-filled um, education. Cool. Cool and the gang. All right. Anything else you'd like to bring up on this week's episode? Uh, All right. Sounds good. It makes it easier for me. So um, thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew Podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we'd like to wish you cheers. Till next.